Epistle 27 of Epistles of Cyprian by Cyprian, translated by Robert Wallace. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Epistle 27 to the Presbyters and Deacons. Argument. The argument of this letter is sufficiently in agreement with the preceding, and it appears that it is the one of which he speaks in the following letter, for he praises his clergy for having rejected from communion Gaius of Dida, a presbyter, and his deacon, who rashly communicated with the lapsed, and exhorts them to do the same with certain others. Cyprian, to the presbyters and deacons, his brethren, greeting. You have done uprightly, and with discipline, beloved brethren, that, by the advice of my colleagues who were present, you have decided not to communicate with Gaius the presbyter of Dida, and his deacon, who, by communicating with the lapsed, and offering their oblations, have been frequently taken in their wicked errors, and who once and again, as you wrote to me, when warned by my colleagues not to do this, have persisted obstinately in their presumption and audacity, deceiving certain brethren also from among our people, whose benefit we desire with all humility to consult, and whose salvation we take care for, not with affected adulation, but with sincere faith, that they may supplicate the Lord with true penitence and groaning and sorrow, since it is written, quote, Remember from whence thou art fallen, and repent. End quote. And again, the divine scripture says, quote, Thus saith the Lord, When thou shalt be converted and lament, then thou shalt be saved, and shalt know where thou hast been. End quote. Yet how can those mourn and repent, whose groanings and tears some of the presbyters obstruct when they rashly think that they may be communicated with, not knowing that it is written, quote, They who call you happy cause you to err and destroy the path of your feet. End quote. Naturally, our wholesome and true counsels have no success, whilst the salutary truth is hindered by mischievous blandishments and flatteries, and the wounded and unhealthy mind of the lapse suffers what those also who are bodily diseased and sick often suffer, that while they refuse wholesome food and beneficial drink as bitter and distasteful, and crave those things which seem to please them and to be sweet for the present, they are inviting to themselves mischief and death by their regardlessness and intemperance. Nor does the true remedy of the skillful physician avail to their safety, whilst the sweet enticement is deceiving with its charms. Do you, therefore, according to my letters, take counsel about this faithfully and wholesomely, and do not recede from better counsels, and be careful to read these same letters to my colleagues also, if there are any present, or if any should come to you, that, with unanimity and concord, we may maintain a healthful plan for soothing and healing the wounds of the lapsed, intending to deal very fully with all when, by the Lord's mercy, we shall begin to assemble together. In the meantime, if any unrestrained and impetuous person, whether of our presbyters or deacons or of strangers, should dare, before our decree, to communicate with the lapsed, let him be expelled from our communion and plead the cause of his rashness before all of us when, by the Lord's permission, we shall assemble together again. Moreover, you wished me to reply what I thought concerning Philomenus and Fortunatus, subdeacons, and Favorinus, an acolyte, 
who retired in the midst of the time of trial, and have now returned. Of which thing I cannot make myself sole judge, since many of the clergy are still absent, and have not considered, even thus late, that they should return to their place, and this case of each one must be considered separately and fully investigated, not only with my colleagues, but also with the whole of the people themselves. For a matter which hereafter may constitute an example as regards the ministers of the church must be weighed and adjudged with careful deliberation. In the meanwhile, let them only abstain from the monthly division, not so as to seem to be deprived of the ministry of the church, but that all matters being in a sound state, they may be reserved till my coming. I bid you, beloved brethren, ever heartily farewell. Greet all the brotherhood, and fare ye well. End of Epistle 27 Read by David Ronald